This is the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Let's go nuts! It's Jimmy Nuts! Right out of the door! With your host, Mark Martinez. Because I'm the Mark. And I'm awesome! The Guru. Today I'm going to break it down for all you simpleton sweat hogs listening out there in Can Crusher Nation. I don't mean to come out here week after week and toot my own horn, but toot, toot. And the English Professor. It is I, the English Professor from the County of Kings, speaking the English of the Queen. Hey, this is former WWE superstar Duke, the Dumpster Drossy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. And welcome back to another Can Crushers. This one's a spotlight, not an interview, but a recap with my homeboy, the English professor, in his office. I'm excited because it's IWC winner takes all. And welcome to the show, Mr. English Professor. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, Mark. Um, so we watched the uh, latest edition of IWC. I saw it on the network live as it was happening. Um, and you saw it maybe a day or so later. I did. Uh, when you were watching it live, I was getting jiggy with it at a wedding. So I watched nice. kind of the edited version of it. And not much difference, but... Our homeboys, and homeboy must be the word of the day because it just keeps popping in my head all of a sudden, John. I don't know why. Um, Jeremy from 2 to 1 Media, as soon as the event was over, I'm telling you, this was Saturday night at like midnight saying, don't blow me up because there's not a lot of drone video. Because I didn't know, and apparently talking to you off air real quick, you didn't know that it was raining for the first four or five matches. No idea. The drone... The drone was getting soaked, is what he told me, and the droplets on the camera would have looked stupid, of course, the, the, the way I'm saying it, would have looked stupid, so he kind of waited to the rain, and then he spliced everything together, so when I first noticed the drone, it was when Remy came out, he, he had Remy kind of come into the ring, so that's much later in the card, but Jeremy knows I'm a big fan of the drone, 2 to 1 Media, always awesome. Look what they did for us in our entrance uh, song, our intro song. So we, we have to give them props because, John, you watched it live. These guys are fucking good. Yeah, they do a good job. They really do. Um, we took them the task a while back over some, some hiccups, I guess. But um, it's a tight show. They do a nice job. Yeah, and I like now that they're throwing teasers out. Because before watching this, there was a, a teaser for me to see on Facebook, um, oh, oh, like a highlight reel or a little bit of what went on. And first and foremost, John, let me say, I told you so. And we'll get there. But I oh. told you so. And you, you should realize what I mean by that about guy number five. I told you so. Okay. Yeah? No? No. You don't know what I'm talking about? I don't. Guy number five. Yeah, with Plumber Team IWC. Oh yes, yes. Yes. I, I told you so. I did yeah. Okay, we'll we'll get there. Okay. 
We'll get there. All right, so first match of the night is a four-way tag team match for the championships. It's Money Shot against Main Event, Steak and Eggs, and Hardcore Hammer Time. I'm going to bitch right off the bat, the plumber. Right off the bat, the plumber. Hardcore Hammer Time deserved a one-on-one match against Money Shot. The other teams have had their chances to win it back. They need to come back from the realms of the tag team division. Hooven and Jameson should have had a one-on-one match here. Nonetheless, this is what we get, and it was a pretty awesome match. But I also want to throw it out to Steak and Eggs coming out dressed up as the Road Warriors. Kind of a tribute to Animal. I love that. That was pretty nice. Yeah, I I enjoyed that. Um, so the listeners are probably used to, for the most part, one of us saying something and then the other one or two tending to agree or always at least two to one. Uh, media? This, two to one media? Me, exactly, yeah. I'll give them another plug. This episode, this spotlight may be a little different. Mark and I are of differing opinions, I think, overall on this show. Uh, I'll agree that I would have liked to have seen Hooven and uh, the Hammer have their own title shot. I think they, they've earned it. Um, Gambino said that uh, on the last show. These guys deserve a title shot, and he's right. Um, you guys know I hate these sorts of matches, uh, and I hated this one. I did. Didn't like it. It got a little better as it went on. For the most part, I, I just didn't care for it. I like all these teams. I'm a big fan of the main event. Um, I think uh, Money Shot is special. And, you know, I, I've used – I've told you guys about the layers, you know, good, very good, great, and special. I think they're special. I don't think they were given a chance to really shine in this match. I just would like to see one of these matches, just once, where someone doesn't fly out of the ring. Um, You know, that sort of thing where you got six guys kind of waiting around. Uh, It just doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. That was my downfall. That was my downfall of this match. At one point, they did three spots of jumping out of the ring, off the top, bulk faked one, and then Jamie did a somersault. That was five minutes of chaos of just guys hugging and everything. I, uh, I mean... And by that point, it soured it for me. It could have been five stars after that. But when you do that sort of stuff over and over again... It, sorry to interrupt you, by the way, but it just it's one of those things that we've said before... One of our complaints is everybody waiting around to get their turn, and that's that's what it looked like. I did like the double cannonball from Nidstrom and Mandime into the corner. I believe it was on bulk. That's gutsy. That, that was yeah. pretty gutsy. Nidstrom, I'm telling you, that we love Mandime. We love Mandime. He uh, made an appearance on AEW last week as, as, a, as a clown. Last night, he fought Wardlow. In on AEW Dark. That's uh, awesome. It, so it, it was great. It, it's great. I love what he's doing. But Nitrum just has, he's got that it to me. He's, uh, he's just got that it. There's something about this kid yeah. that, you know, the sure shot, Mr. Fundamental, whatever the hell they're calling him. I liked him. I did like the flea flicker, though, by 
the main event. That was locked and loaded right off the bat. Yes. <laughs> the match didn't get as down and dirty as we thought, so. No, no, it didn't. Um, Not much of a spectacular ending either. Uh, I'm... No. No. Not, not really. The, the flea flicker and then the ice room just slides in and t- takes the pin away from yeah. the main event. I mean, nothing... It's not like they cheated. It's not like, oh, we didn't even mention Dime Piece. Because Dime Piece was kind of just on the outside. You know, that's half of, or uh, that's a third of Money Shot. And Dime Piece didn't really get involved that much. Which that sours it for me, and Soup, and you, and, you know, all all of us. That she was just there. She didn't, I I hate to say it, she didn't do much. And that that upsets me. Especially after being gone the last show because she was on suspension. Right. And maybe that's why she didn't interfere as much because if she's already been suspended once, she probably was minding her P's and Q's. Well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what comes out in a couple shows. Yeah. One other quick thing about this. I know we talk about AEW and what they do to showcase their tag teams. They do some different things to keep reminding you of all their great teams. Maybe that's what the goal was with this match. We're going to show you all the great teams by putting them all in one match. I just, I didn't love it. Touche. Next matchup was Cole Carter against Christopher Michael Lotus. Um, This is where I actually noticed the rain. Uh, I actually put a bitch of a rain in the air tonight. I don't know what that means as I was tired. I meant bit probably, but of course, you know. Uh, Lotus controlled most of the match. He was worried about the fans. uh, I... I couldn't get into this match. I like Cole Carter. I like what Cole Carter has done the last two times that we saw him. Lotus was kind of a crowd killer for me. Uh, I'm with you there. Um, Carter, he took on big time last time. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Uh, Again, this kid is very good. Um, I think the opponent last time was probably a better opponent for him. Brought out. You know, very good stuff in Carter. Um, so coming from that to this, yeah, this this did not live up to, to his last match. Whether that's based on the opponent or whether that's his own performance, I don't know. Um, just another one that, for me, was was kind of a dud. Carter gets a win with a cutter. Um, as well as was coming, he just hit a cutter. So this might be a quick spotlight because some of the matches were just like, there's nothing that really, boom, came about. We'll make up time in a little bit. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, and and chin up to to Carter because you're really good. If you're listening, we we think you're very good. Um, You know, maybe this is this is an experience, a learning experience. They they can't all be uh, they can't all be winners. There's a dud every once in a while. And just because when I put the bitch of a rain or whatever the hell that means in my notes, um, that might have changed game plans across the board. Sure. Because ropes are wet. We've seen people uh, duff it off of ropes before. You know, a little more ground and pound, which that's maybe not Carter's game. So I I always put something to weather. And I was worried about it. You know, barring the wedding anyway, I don't know because – October outside wrestling. Uh, it, Christ, it could have snowed, John. It could have snowed. <laughs> Next matchup, we get the Lebanon Don and Tito Ork taking on Fire It Up, a uh, new tag team, which is the Sexy Fireman and Sean Phoenix. John, $400 was offered just to walk away. 
$400 walk away from the match. Would you have taken it? I'd have held out. I don't know. At least five. You know. Right. Two fifty apiece. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Phoenix takes the money and then he wants to burn it. And Sexy Fireman puts it out. Like, I, their tag team's fired up. So you would think they're ready to burn shit down. Nope. Right. Sexy Fireman, he's putting everything out. Not uh, not doing this. It makes you wonder how they teamed up in the first place because they can't get on the same page about how they feel about fire. What kind of team are they going to make? Well, you saw that yeah. the Lebanon Dawn and Tito Oric. Tito Oric is a beast. Yes. He is a beast. And it looks like Sean Phoenix has an injury now, too. Uh, another wrist injury. Coming out of the match, as we see later on in the night, Phoenix does make another appearance, and his wrist is all taped up. Yeah, hopefully nothing serious. Um, but again, uh, as I mentioned before we, we came on the air, I had no idea it was raining, so I would imagine that that played a, a big factor. This match wasn't for me, though, John. This was yeah. this was just Lebanon Dawn and Tito Oric beating the snot out of those guys. Um a lot of outside the ring stuff in this match. So far, so far, I'm really only Jones in about one of these matches. Yeah, nothing uh, of which to speak really in this match. I like the Lebanon Don. I like the character. I like Tito Oric. I like them together a lot. I think there's something there. Whatever it is, though, I, I didn't see it in this match. I really didn't. Next matchup with the High Stakes Championship match, it's R.C. Dupree taking on Mambo Italiano. Finally, after months, getting his return bout for that High Stakes Championship. Mambo's been in match, but he's never had the old one-on-one uh, -on -one match for this championship after he lost it. And this soured me again, John. This soured me again, because when you think of High Stakes Championship match, you think of... Uh, I don't know, Tijuana Deathmatch or the artist right. formerly known as Dylan Bostic match, you know, whatever. Just random stupid matches where there's so many uh, stipulations. Variables, and you, yeah. You don't know what's going on. RC says this is just a normal one-on-one -on -one match. Well, maybe. Because in the, the easel, the painting on an easel match, there's no champion's advantage there. And we talked about this last time. Maybe he wanted the champion's advantage. Like, hey, if I'm DQ'd, I keep this belt. True. Maybe that was his thinking. Maybe that was his thinking. Um, I'll, I'll call out Mambo right now. Mambo, one, I'm going to say it again. You have to have your music come back as, uh, hey, Mambo, I understand, whatever. Uh, just bring it back once at least for us. And your perfect plex was awesome. Your perfect plex was awesome. Just make sure you keep up your shoulder because you were almost down for the count, too. I watched that. It was really close. It was really close there. Great point. Um, and I think we brought this up on Sunday's show because either uh, Nick or Joe informed us that uh, Mambo Italiano had a couple of appearances. We saw him just as Antonio de something or other. I don't remember. Um, but apparently he was also uh, taking uh, uh, Thatch's Thatch Can classes. You just returned from your Thatch's Thatch Can classes, didn't you? I did. I figured. 
That's what I've been waiting for. Um, stretched out. Yep. Did you get stretched out? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you feel good though. Yeah. yeah, I feel all right. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, another match that, again, I don't know. This I, yeah. I really hate that winner takes all is usually something that carries us over to the next year. It's a big something to do, and yeah. Winner takes all 2020. Um, it picks up now uh, yeah. in the next match. It's like a lot of things in 2020, though, right? I mean, what what a lousy year. But it's picking up now a little bit towards the end of the year. So it, it this card followed suit. It started off a little, jeez, ah, but now it's it's about to pick up. Yeah. The right- I know we're going to disagree, but we're on the same page. We, we are like minds. We are very like minds. We really are. Uh, next matchup, Spencer Slade against A1. Uh, I love, I don't know how many times I've said this since he's made that turn at base brawl. I love this new attitude with Spencer Slade. There's nothing wrong with this. What he does in the ring now, just a Kurt Angle, a Brock Lesnar, and I don't know, maybe a little... Nikita Mr. Koloff, Mr. Perfect, yeah. 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 You know, he's got all those guys just gelled, and he's coming to himself all of a sudden. Yeah. And no disrespect A1, because we love him as well. Absolutely, absolutely. The change is subtle, but it's enough. Um, he's still getting in all his great moves. You know, I, I want to throw out the Iron Sheik a little bit, too, because he reminds me of him. He wrestles like he does in that... He does all the scientific stuff. He gets all of his suplexes in without making it look like, you know, now it's my turn to do this suplex. Um, But then he heals it up a little bit with just maybe a kick. Nothing too dastardly, but he does a move. Yep, I got dastardly in there. Uh, And then he just kind of stands over his opponent. So, you know, the, the, the baby face might have done a move, then boom, go for a pin. The bad guy's like, nah, I know I have him right where I want him, so I'm going to do a move and maybe embarrass him a little bit. Um, this was the first match for me that told somewhat of a story. I think that's where the first few matches lacked is just no beginning, middle, or end. It was, it was all just kind of mashed together. This followed a, a story, not a pattern, but a story. Yeah, it, it's sticking with the Spencer Slade, you know, turn a little bit. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna pause there for a second. We know Spencer Slade also works with Imagine and recently, uh, I want to throw this out for people that don't know, um, congratulations to Spencer Slade as he made about a week ago, uh, I, I, I completely forgot to say this on a Sunday show, but congratulations to Spencer Slade for making his first appearance in OVW. I wonder, wow. how, wonder how he got connected with them. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, or do I? Anyway. Do you? I don't know. Maybe um, I do. Maybe I'm just not saying. Maybe. Maybe you're not. This is a very good match. Both of these guys. Great are futures. Really good. Great yep. futures in the wrestling business across the board. I can't wait to see what both of them do. Slade, kind of second year. A1, first year. Just coming out. This could be a feud that. You know, I love watching the Man Diamond against Johnny Patch. I love watching, uh, you know, Jimmy Nuts against uh, McChesney, 
Palace against LaRusso. This is that next era, I think, that I, I think I could watch Slade against A1 over and over and over in IWC. To your point, both guys very young and very new to the game, and they're already putting on this quality of match. It, it can only go up from here. And by the level of quality and storytelling that I'm talking about, there is a little bit of everything, and it left you wanting more. They sprinkle in some stuff, some high-flying stuff. You, you have the suplexes I mentioned earlier. You have the grappling. Really nice stuff, start to finish. Nick Lendl says they find out that, uh, well, Plummer comes out first. Let me just say it like this. Plummer comes out first, and, you know, he does his shtick. Hey, we're here tonight, da 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 da, da. Um, But the fifth guy's not there. Fifth guy's not there. He's stuck in an airport or something. Um, I love that he's wearing his Britsburg shirt. So that's kind of a, a leak right off the bat in my book of who's to come. Uh, if you read into it as much as we do. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yep, okay. And now I already made the prediction two weeks ago who I thought it was. Um, so Plummer says that. And then Lendl, Lendl stands up. He's like, well, I'll get out there. I'll get out there and I'll be the fifth guy. I'd love to see Nick Lendl out there. No disrespect, yeah. Nick. I I'd love to see what he can do. Maybe he'd look better than Plummer. Maybe he'd look like me or you. Probably me. He you at least grapple. He couldn't do worse than the, the limo driver for the Lebanon Don. No, he couldn't. This is yeah. true. So Lendl uh, giving him a shout out. Next up, we have Remy LeVay against Alexander Apollo, and the drone is working. So this is where the drone starts to work, and Jeremy from 2 to 1 Media brings it around again. And uh, if any for anybody else, it's me. I told Jeremy at one point talking, um, I'd like to see him get it in the court time sports. And clearly it's dark in there. You wouldn't be able to do it. He might cut off some heads. He's worried about stuff like that. I said, hey, it's a price that people have to pay sometimes, right? Absolutely. Get the damn drone in court time sports. Yeah. John, you... I like this. I was going to say, I, I'm going to let you run with this because I know you like this match. I really did. I really did. This was one of Remy LeVay's, uh better matches. I enjoyed this a lot. Stick to your strengths. Um... Kicking, stomping, choking, gouging, whatever, you know. Let me see something different than I've seen up to this point. Every match ought to tell a different story. Uh, the Anthony Young match certainly told one, and this told something different. Uh, Remy LeVay looked tenacious. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the heck out of this. I thought the, uh, the Greek kid, uh, Apollo, uh, again, so new and fresh and young to this business and looks good. Like I, I I'm constantly surprised at uh, pleasantly surprised at the talent that the school pumps out. I imagine he went through IWC's training program, like a lot of the other young talent that's on there. I would imagine I haven't spoken to him yet, but I would imagine. Right. Um, they're doing a good job. The, these men and women are getting in the ring ready to go. Um, a bit of an omen after the match, too, after Apollo gets the win. Remy, I don't know if this was on the edited version or not, but looks into the camera. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but pretty much there's going to be hell to pay. That the um, these guys are coming for Apollo. And I'm excited. I've been excited since January, honestly, when 
Atticus one reloaded briefcase computer, whatever the hell we're calling it. And then since then, I know, yes, COVID hit, but Atticus, you know, scheduled and then he gets hurt. So he's not around. I'm one that I don't want to have it in WWE or IWC. I don't like it being used the same night, but I want it used by the end of the year. And yeah. again, there's been some times that uh, this needs to happen. I mean, Reloaded is literally right around the corner in January. I mean, what, does he use it and then the, the match starts again and Reloaded? Or, you know, who the hell knows what's going to go on in 2021 in wrestling? But he, he's got maybe November, December if the regulators don't win. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There is a point where, like you said, you don't want it used right away. You you want some um, anticipation to be built. Um, but at some point, then you, you kind of forget about it a little bit. You just wish the guy would cash in already. But maybe it's like you say, maybe by the time the next one rolls around, there's something that happens there where, you know, he cashes it before the next person gets it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but you better culmin- use it quickly, though. You better use it quickly. But the culmination, man, again, we're beating the hell out of COVID. As uh, We'll rewind here in a second, John, because we didn't mention something. That we, we really wanted to. We said it off air, but we have to rewind. Um, COVID has screwed up the whole culmination's year because I think they would have uh, taken over IWC, you know, essentially. Um, at the beginning of the show. That's where we want to rewind to. Yes. The beginning of the show um, started off with some COVID stuff. And I know we just, we, I just got done bringing it up and how it sucked and everything. Um, I thought it was stupid. Uh, plumber, you know, guys, everybody, I'll just throw it out there. I thought it was stupid. Stop already. Stop already. It was an intro. Listeners, yeah. for those that don't know, it was, it was like a, an intro to the show that talked about the effects of COVID-19. Nothing, nothing, let's be honest, nothing overly serious. They didn't talk about a million infected, 200,000 dead, nothing like that. But just that businesses have been shut down and how difficult it's been on businesses, uh, including IWC. Um, But to your point, Mark, yeah, I thought it was kind of in poor taste. And I don't want to steal your thunder, but when we talked about this before, what did you say? You said, I don't want to be reminded, right? This is my escape. Right. I don't want, I want to come out to a wrestling event and okay. Yeah. If if I have to sit there with a mask on, I know how to wear a mask anymore. I'll sit there with a mask on. I'll forget that it's on and I'll still enjoy that I'm in a wrestling event. Okay. I I don't need to hear the numbers or anything like that. Well, I bitch about it every time that JR says it on AEW and we're wearing our mask and sanitizing our hands. Good. I, good, good. I'm glad you're doing it. But I'm watching you a million miles away on my TV screen. I don't care. And I don't mean it that I don't care about your personal health or anything like that. I'm watching it because I want to watch wrestling. Absolutely. 100% agree. I didn't, And I don't think it was necessary for any story, really. I mean, it kind of ties around together at the end when they talk about where their next card's going to be. But overall, it, it, I don't think the intro was necessary. I don't think it forwarded anything. I mean, if, if I try to stretch here, um, they've been 
outdoors with the cars that you could pull up to the ring. Now they're at a baseball field. Again, just I'm spinning my tires here. It kind of wraps around at the end where they say, hey, next time we're going to be, and we'll get to that. But uh, beyond that, it didn't add much to the story. I didn't think it was necessary. I, I agree. Next matchup is the Super Indie Championship match between Brian Pillman Jr. and Johnny Patch. Patch kind of getting his rematch following Super Indie that, you know, he was going into Super Indie as champion, kind of lost it. Pillman Jr. won it that night. Um, these guys are both great. Uh, you, you've heard we love Johnny Patch. Uh, Pillman's a star. We, John, I'm going to steal your thunder now. We both said this. There's something about Pillman Jr. that neither one of us can grab yet. I, he's yeah. been in MLW. He's been in AEW. He, I don't, there's just something that I'm like, and I, we might be the minority, you know, an Italian and a Mexican. Imagine that minority. But <laughs> I just, I just don't know that I, I'm just not there. With Philman Jr. yet. Yeah. He's missing something. Talent in the ring, no question, it's there. This was a fine match. Um I'm not sure what it is either. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what the as JR would say, whatever the hell it is, the it factor. But I, I yeah, I don't know what it is. There's just something missing about him. Um the work in the ring is fine. This match was was very good. I like their style because they can do the high-flying stuff. Uh, and believe it or not, these guys are both bigger than Austin Theory. What? <laughs> bigger, stronger. Yeah. Um, not to go off on a tangent, I love Beth Phoenix. I really do. I, I wasn't watching a lot of wrestling when she was working. I've gone back and watched her matches. I think her commentary is second to none. I will never let her live down the fact that she said someone the size of Austin Theory, ever. All right. These guys remind me, and not because of a name or anything, but like a Brian Pillman or a Z-Man, Tom Zink, guys that can do the high-flying stuff but are also built, you know, also a little thicker, a little more muscular. Jim Powers. And, I always think yes, of Jim Powers yes. when I think of Johnny Patch. Excellent comparison. Absolutely. Yeah, they can strike pretty hard. This was this was a fine match. It was. Good match, title match in the middle of a card. Uh, Pillman keeps the title. John, I have a question for you now. Where's Patch go? Um, what, he's got to regroup. He's got to regroup now. You know, he's one of, well, he's Soup's favorite. Um, where, he's got to rebound. I don't know what's up with him. Um, I trust the uh, powers that be. They'll come up with something good for him. He needs to enter a serious feud. I think somebody, uh, a villain, needs to do something really dastardly. We talked about two in one uh, show. Yeah, uh, two dastardlies on one show. We talked about Remy Levey with the warning after his match. Uh, so we may see something there. I think we need to see something where somebody, you know puts a beat down on, on Johnny Patch and, and kind of forces him. Kind of like we saw with the um, the Spasmanian Devil. Uh, Palace. Palace and Jock Sampson, that feud. That that brought out a side of Palace we'd never seen before. Uh, I think we need to see something similar with Johnny Patch. Next matchup is Katie Arquette taking on Ella Shea with Chase Gold. 
John, you know I'm a tea-sipping bitch. Or I'm a wannabe tea-sipping bitch. Elisha, um, we've seen three, four times now. She's got it. Uh, there's something about her. Uh, I, I love tea time with her. I love booty time with her. I, I just, she's got that it for me that she's going to go somewhere. I absolutely agree. And, you know, I, I knew she hadn't been at it long. And then you hear Nick and Joe and you're reminded that she's a freshman. In the wrestling business. Yeah, essentially. That's unbelievable. That level of talent. This, before I go any further, this was the match of the night for me. This is my favorite match. I loved the grappling at the beginning. The hold for hold. Can't go wrong with that. You start a match with that, it's probably going to be very good. A nice collar and elbow lockup. Yes. Yeah. Very good collar and elbow lockup. Yeah. Um, some, some hard strikes in this match. I'm a big fan of Katie Arquette, and the the level of storytelling here kept me guessing. With the constant interference, I didn't know who was going to win, and I thought, oh, no, don't tell me Katie's going to lose this match to Ella Shea. Uh, she pulls it out at the end, but had Katie lost, I'd have been upset, but it would have made perfect sense with, with the flow of this match. This was one that could have gone either way. And it kept me guessing the entire time. Yeah, it was T in the face of Ella Shea, you know, by Chase yeah. Gold, and Katie gets the win. Um, we, we've spoken to Katie before. Uh, she's a, a wonderful human being. Um, she, she's got to be on Raylan's, you know, Raylan has to be on her target now. Raylan having a title yeah. for over a year now. Katie's got to be, you know, sniffing right there saying, I need another shot because where has Raylan been? You know, she was at yeah. Super Indy, but Katie's there all the time. I, It's just what's going on. And the commentary, along with Katie's body language, she didn't really say anything, but just her body language told us that there's a title match on the horizon, that Raylan is next and she better be ready. And that's why, for me, this was the match of the night. Aside from the great athleticism and wrestling we saw, they both used all their assets, their, their eyes, their facial expressions, their bodies, to, to tell us a good story. Um, and I like Ella Shea's Russian leg sweep neckbreaker. Now, yes. we've seen it again. It's a go-to move. She does it well. Um, I'd like to see maybe one or two more things added to that, but... I want to see those things that I look for in an Ella Shea match. And, yeah. and the neck breaker is one. My my goal is to contact Ella and get her on a spotlight and we we'll just run her through the gamut of, you know, who her who her favorites were because that that leg sweep uh looks like Red Hearts, John. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So just saying, I figured you'd be all about that, being yeah. part of the Heart Foundation that you were. Yeah, maybe we have the same favorite wrestler, Shane and I. Maybe. 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 Uh, then we get to the main event. It's the Regulators. It's going to be five on four, because the fifth man is stuck somewhere in an airport, uh, in the bullpen, somewhere. Uh, nobody knows where he is. Yeah. Or her is. Or somebody. Yeah. Because we don't know. We don't know who it is. And... 
the guys are down. The guys are down. They're worried. You know, Joe has been with the business. Dombrowski, you know, the whole time IWC, he doesn't want to lose his job. Nick's pissed off. He does. He's still ready to fight. So these guys yeah. are just ready to get it on. And the regulators come out, and then there's a lot of pomp and circumstances once uh, the IWC guys come out. Like, the regulators just stood outside for five minutes while, the, you know, they did the whole IWC chant for the longest time. I thought that was a good time the regulators needed to come in and just knock some heads. But they didn't. They let them get pumped up for this match, and I think it hurt them in the end. Yeah, I think they took this too lightly. You know, I don't, I'm not saying... They were right to take it lightly. Maybe I could understand it because you're talking about a mishmash of guys. And, and I like the combination. I like the combination of uh, we had Big Time, uh, we had Andrew Palace, and we had Jack Pollock, and, of course, Justin Plummer. But you look at the three wrestlers in that match, none of those guys really go together. Or get you know, along. Or get along. Palace and um, Big Time had a fantastic match. Match of the year candidate, in my opinion. Um, and you throw Jack Pollock in there. He, I thought, had burned some bridges in IWC. Didn't have a friend in the world. Kudos to him, though, for uh, for stepping up for Team IWC, Jack Pollock. Um, so I, I like that team, but it was a mishmash of guys. On the other side, you had the regulators who probably had a game plan coming in. So maybe that's why they gave them that opportunity to kind of get ready. But you're right. They they probably should have jumped the gun there and gotten a head start. Uh, they, they fought all over the ballpark. We're not going to break it down completely, but they fought all over the ballpark. Uh, great game plan by the regulators. They took out the biggest guy first. Boom. Call your gone. Cheap yep. moves. But they did what they had to do because the referee just pretty much threw the rules out the window for this match. Yeah. Um, the the eliminations surprised me. The order of the eliminations for Justin Plummer's team. The, the order of eliminations for the regulators didn't really surprise me. But there were some nice plot twists in the eliminations on Justin Plummer's team. You're right. The, the, for, for Bill Collier to go first was a huge surprise uh, and really set them back. Um, we see Jack Pollock kind of step it up and, and show a lot of heart. Um, I thought there was going to be some shenanigans at the end between him and Plummer because I, I still cannot believe, despite all those Friday night six packs or whatever with Jack Pollock, I still can't believe he and Plummer are on the same page. Mark, you, you, you're my brother, but, you know, come on. You, you stick a bag or pillowcase over Cheryl's head. Was, and likely, if I did that to I was Kelly, just going to say the same thing. You, yeah. I would not ever, ever yeah. forget or forgive, you know, if you yeah. would, well, maybe if you steal Kelly. I would, no, kidding. You know, <laughs> you know, you steal my wife and take her somewhere for a while there's yeah. hard feelings the rest of my life. Probably, yeah. But yeah. isn't it, what's that saying? I'm going to butcher this, so help me figure it out. Um, my enemy of my enemy is my worst enemy or something like that? My friend. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Oh, so I did it wrong anyway. Yeah, but I, I, I get the sentiment, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what the hell is going on there. Um, it just goes all over. Plumber, uh... 
being a little ballsy climbing the ladder. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark, I-, I can't blame the guy. If you and I had the money and the guts and could set up a ring, we would pretend to be the, the Dudley boys. We would do the Dusty Roads spinning fist elbow thing. Uh, we do it without a ring. We do it. With, we do it without a ring. That's true. We do it without a ring. Uh, Justin was having a good time, which which good for him. Um, he looked like Sugar Ray there for a little bit. Those punches. Yeah, yeah. And he's in good shape. Sugar Ray he's, or or Plummer? Probably sh- both. Yeah, I imagine Sugar Ray still in, in good shape. But Plummer's in great shape. He is. Yeah. This was a good match. It, it did what it needed to do. The drama was there. You, the only thing is, you mentioned the ladder. Uh, you know, why wasn't anybody DQ'd? They brought in tables. They brought in ladders. Cowbells. Um, huh? Cowbells. Yeah. And that that's the thing, though, is the cowbell's illegal, which I don't get. You know, why did the referee have to be distracted for Samson to use the cowbell, but it was all right for Justin to jump off a ladder? And bugs me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Pollock gets pinned by Jock, and you think, well, IWC, fold him up as, uh, Jock's gonna go see Thomas J. Wolf, and you know what the J stands for. <laughs> well, Lendl made sure that we remembered it was Jesus. Um, and there was a no, but there was never a bell. Right. There was never a bell, and then all of a sudden, you hear... Wardlow's music from IWC hit, and the crowd goes apeshit. Wardlow comes out. See you later. And the rest of the locker room for IWC comes out, and IWC gets the win on Wardlow's back. And this is where I say I told you so. Yeah. He came out and just cleaned house. You know, the guys, the regulators are trying to cut him off on his way to the ring. And he was just kind of blowing through everybody till he got to the ring uh, and made the final pin uh, with his finisher. You know, when he came out, I thought, well, of course. And I was trying to think where I heard this. Was it an Internet rumor? Um, but it was your prediction uh, that, that it would be Wardlow. Nothing really was leaked. Um, it was just it was Mark's accurate prediction. Yeah. Um, two things I want to say. To Nick, um, he's he's a great ring announcer. Um, I will say Joe at least played it cool. Like Joe is like, I get it. This could be my last day at this job. Nick, all right, you know, I get it. You know, you could have lost your job, but holy cow, man, show some cooth. Or... Come on, guys, I need this job. <laughs> Poor Lendl. He's not going to do our intro for us next time. Stop throwing him under the bus. The other thing I want to say to, in all seriousness to Nick is it should have gone, not should have went. I think you're great at your job, but when you say should have went, oh, man, my skin crawls. Um, went is the past tense. Gone is the past participle. It should have gone, not should have went. When did, what did he say? I don't. How? No, that's you? somebody. Somebody should have went somewhere or something like that. Oh. But it should have gone, not should have went. Oh, 
right, well, nonetheless. So IWC uh, takes the win, and we find out that November 7th is John. Let's make them make an announcement because I didn't hear it. Really? So after they won, Justin took the microphone and talked about, you know, sort of the trying times, uh, but it's about time we came back home. Something to that effect. I'd have to watch it again to kind of see exactly what the title of this next um, event is. But it's something to do with coming home. And it's November 7th, and it's uh, at the old stomping grounds. They're they're going back to the, what is it, the Sports Time Complex? Court Time Sports. Court Time Sports. That's it. You can't Court remember. Time. We've something. been there for seven years now. Something about. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Court Time, not Sports Time. Court Time. That's it, yeah. So they're going to be back there. The basketball court. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. No matches announced yet, to my understanding. Um, nothing I've seen yet. I haven't visited their website, though, since the event. But uh, everybody was in the ring. Um, two things, Wardlow's really tall, and Katie Arquette's pretty short. They were standing next to each other, and there's quite a difference in height. You can actually see that. If you look at the thumbnail, um well, no, Wardlow, the thumbnail that I have, you guys can see already that uh, Plummer and Wardlow are up on everybody's shoulders celebrating, and Katie's just next to somebody that's short. Yeah, so, wow, way to throw Katie under the bus. Next, well, uh, thanks for coming on Can Crushers once, Katie, because now you, John's making fun of your shortness. Katie, I love you. I really do. Um, I remember getting an autograph from her, because I am a big fan of hers, and she took a kick to the teeth by Britt Baker. And I said to her while she was signing my autograph, I said, wow, you took quite a kick to the teeth. She goes, yeah, I did. And I said, I know a dentist. And she just, she stared holes right through me. And I took my autograph and, and left. Lingered. That was hilarious. That was funny. Lingered away. Sauntered yep. away. Not lingered. Lingered yeah. would have been yeah, you stayed, stayed yeah. yeah. You sauntered away. Yeah. I am a big fan of hers. I really am. I love her matches. I, I agree. You, you know, I bust her ass about this, that, and the other thing. She's the reason why I am now on a streak of 105 days of this uh, Time Hop app that she made me get that keeps reliving all my past Facebooks and Instagrams and everything. So, Katie, thanks for that. I'm addicted to it now. I don't know if I'm ever going to make the three-year mark like you, but yeah. And Katie, on a card full of uh, dudes, you and Elisha stole the show in my book. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. All right, so let's rate this on a six-pack of beer, John, and okay. I'll let you go first. All right. So a three-hour card, you figure there are two beers each hour. Hour number two earned both beers. Hour number three earned one and a half. Hour number one drops the average by not earning any beers. So I'm giving this a three and a half. I I completely agree with you. Uh, I, I love that. I really do. If anything, uh, like I said, I was a little bit more of a fan of the tag team match than you. Um, the most I could go is four. But I, let's just stick together as you thought I wasn't going to be there with you, buddy. You yeah. thought, um, let's say it was a three and a half. And to me, um, it, it's a... It's a little bit of a disappointment because Winner Takes All is such a huge event that uh, I, I I expected maybe a little bit more or something. But who knows? Who knows what's for coming home? And then hopefully in December, 
Um, the wrap it all up, he still has a Pittsburgh Classic. Uh, we'll see, though. We'll have to see what's up in the next couple weeks and months ahead. But, uh, damn it, I hope shit's back together because my favorite ones were loaded, and that's in January. God damn it. So. Yeah. And, and listeners, if you haven't checked out IWC, you have to. I, I know we didn't love this event, but I would say 90% of the time, we absolutely love the events. I, I can't think of a time we gave them anything less than five beers, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- they're a great promotion. It's it's good pro wrestling, guys. And if you tune into it, if you go to a card, you just may see some familiar things. What I mean by that is you'll see some of the big boys copying what these guys on the indies are doing. That's no joke. That's no exaggeration. Um, it's good wrestling. If you love pro wrestling, you need to check out IWC if you're in the area or get their uh, uh, network for $9.99 a month. Yeah, IWC Wrestling, $9.99 a month. It goes back to 2012, so you're going to see the likes of AJ Styles, CM Punk, Elias, Wardlow now, Britt Baker now, Dalton Castle. The list can go on of the people. And those are the stars of today. But they also have had legends pop in. The Sandman's been there. Gilbert's been there. Um, John, help me out. Uh, Hockey Talk Man, Ric Flair, Bret Hart. Gold Dust, Roddy Piper. Guys, they're there. They're there. They come and make these spot shows, and it's great. What IWC, it is the best. John, I'm going to say it's the best on the East Coast, without a doubt. I've been to a lot up and down, and they just, Plummer and Lendl and Dombrowski always say, oh, the best in the Pittsburgh area, bar fucking none. Yeah. Yeah. Expand your horizons, boys, because you guys are the best on the East Coast, and it's freaking phenomenal. I absolutely agree. Pittsburgh, without question, uh, East Coast, uh, definitely you can make an argument for that. So, all right, guys, uh, that's our wrap-up of Winner Takes All. Um, quick little show for the wrap-up this time. Not much to talk about, but what? Yeah, yeah, but again, you know, I just want to reiterate, if you guys can make the November 7th card and you haven't been to an IWC event yet, um, I think you'll be pleased because they do a nice job. Check us out all over the place. Uh, every podcast hosting site we're on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. We haven't mentioned this in a while, so we have some time. Um, all those big ones we're on. Uh, you can ask Alexa to play you, um, play us or play you, play well our me pod- and you. Yeah, our podcast. So you can listen to it on Alexa. Send us an email. We're gonna get ready for another Ask Can Crushers, maybe in about a month. But you know, get the questions in. Get them going. It's uh, cancrusher69 at gmail.com. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, we're there, too. It's all at cancrusher69. And, yeah, that's that's about it. John, you have anything you want to say as we uh, hit the road? No, that's about it. All right, John. So remember, just because you're trash. It doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can. Not a garbage cannot.